Hi, friends. Happy New Year. Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Refine Podcast. Today, we are going to jump into handling our new inquiries in a new year during booking season. So hang tight and let's jump in. Welcome to the Refine Podcast with Amber Anderson, where wedding planners like you come to be encouraged and challenged through radical honesty, tough love, and brilliant ideas. As a former personal trainer turned wedding planner and now educator, Amber is known for helping wedding planners grow through her no BS yet considerate and thoughtful approach. The Refined Podcast tackles the issues you think about but fear bringing up, all with Amber's trademark sass and wit. So as you listen, be sure to hit that subscribe button, making sure you never miss that one little nugget that could change it all for you. Yes, friends, new inquiries, booking season, let's do this, but... I know that booking season this particular year is coming on with a lot of anxiety, or is it going to be a good season? What do we expect? We don't really know. But one thing that we do know is that inquiries have hesitated, right? The last handful of months, they're taking their sweet time. They're taking two, three, four weeks on average to make a decision. And sure, quite a few of them are signing on the dotted line, but they're a little bit nervous. They have anxiety too. So I've got an idea. I've got something that I want us to try. I don't have any market research on this, but I do know that this works well in other industries. As I've become an educator, I've learned that this is a whole side of sales and marketing that wedding pros don't tap into. And I want us to try it. I want to see what can happen. All we have, I mean, there's, we have nothing to lose by trying something new because what we've been doing for the last few months isn't working. So let's try something new. Let's do it together. Here's my idea. My idea is I think couples need an email sequence after they inquire. After they inquire and they're in that period of time where they are trying to make that decision and they're nervous nellies, we've got to paint the picture and create value as to why they cannot afford not to book you, right? Okay, so what is an email sequence? An email sequence is something that goes to a consumer over a period of time. So it's dripped out to them. Okay, so For what we're trying to accomplish right here, I'm going to recommend three emails. So each inquiry is going to be put into a queue where after they get their contract from you, if they don't book right away, then they are going to be getting a follow-up email with some value. And I'll go into some content ideas here in a minute, but they're going to get email number one. And then a week later, they're going to email number two. And then the third week, they're going to email number three. Okay. So that's called an email sequence. Now, why? Why are we doing this? Because it's no, it's no, it's no marketing secret that it takes seven touch points for someone to book, right? Okay, that does not necessarily mean seven follow-ups of like, hey, are you going to book? Hey, are you going to book? Hey, you're still interested? Hey, we're still here. Are you going to sign that contract? None of that. Okay, so what we mean by seven touches of seven points of contact is that maybe they've seen you on a preferred venue, a preferred vendor list from the venue, or maybe the caterer told them about you. Maybe they saw you on social media, or maybe they saw your card in the rental company showroom, or came across your website over SEO. Like those are like, those are touch points. Those are, that's brand presence. Okay. Then they've talked to you. Then there's a follow-up, like each point of contact with you counts as one. Okay. So I want to provide a lot of value in some of those follow-ups as opposed to what we've been doing in the past where, you know, we can be a little pickier and we can be a little bit more choosier over who we accept. And, you know, we may or may not follow up with these people. It's like, if they book, they book, I'm not batting my eyelashes, but now like we are following up. Okay. So what are some content ideas here? First, I want to preface with you guys really need to come up with your own ideas. I'm going to give you a handful to get your wheels spinning and just kind of like 
create a foundation here, but keep in mind that, you know, planners across the country are listening to this podcast, wedding pros in general across the country are listening to this podcast. So if we all do these same, you know, five ideas, then we are no different from each other. The idea is fine. And the concept, replicating the concept across is no problem, but like, we want to have our own unique ideas in here. So And I think even with these five ideas, you all have your own unique spin on it. If that's all we did was just these five things, but you guys are creative. You're so smart. And I know that you can come up with so many cool ideas. So I would love to hear what they are too. So shoot, when you, when you come up with an idea, shoot me an email or hello at refineforweddingplanners.com or pop a DM into my Instagram at refineforweddingplanners and let me know what you came up with. I really want to hear what we're all doing here. So what are my ideas? I would love to see stuff like couple interviews. So take a 2020 couple, have them write down a little bit about their story. And remember, you can't overwhelm. These these emails cannot be overwhelming. They need to be blog style. They need to be bullet pointed. They need to have fun headers and pictures and be visually beautiful. They need to be broken down into segments and easy, easy, easy to read, okay? We're not doing novels. We're not doing 1500 word emails, but you can sit down and batch three emails to create this sequence. I'm going to say 500 to 1000 words is prime, okay? So get this couple to maybe do a video interview with you over Zoom or answer a few questions or just provide a testimonial about their experience with you, okay? Then put in some beautiful pictures from their wedding and a little bit of your take on how, you know, this all went and how you were the hero of the day and how they couldn't have done it without you, okay? Get that out to your increase. Another idea, talk about like not having professional vendors right now and professional planners is particularly a professional planner is negligent. It's completely negligent not to have someone involved that is completely connected to the local mandates, to what other vendors are doing, to what the venues are requiring. Everything flips on a dime and these couples have no idea where to search and where to look, or they're not even getting the right information because they're not on that email list. They're not on whatever it is that you are on that gives you the most up-to-date information, right? Not having a planner right now, even for a 12-person party is negligent. It's not safe. So make sure that you paint that picture for them, okay? Maybe you pull a horror story from the news. You pull a national story and you say, this is what happened and this is why it shouldn't have happened. And here's how I can prevent that from happening. You are going to be hired to avoid them being blasted across this country in the news. Okay. That's your job. Your job is to keep them out of the news. Tell them that. Maybe you do one about the calculation of the numbers and hours, like calculate the number of hours it has taken you to reschedule all these, like how many hours does it take to reschedule one wedding? Have you calculated that? Calculate it and show them what it takes to move a wedding. Show them that process. Tell them, and not enough so that they can do it on their own, but like bullet point the hell that you went through last year. Bullet point that for them and show them that like, it's not as simple as like, oh, I'm gonna have to reschedule my wedding. I'll do that over the next few weeks. No, 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 no. It happens in an hour. And if you don't text that person before the local mandate comes out, those texts go a flying and they lose that photographer immediately. So they've got to have your process to be able to successfully secure their vendors moving forward because that saves them money. It gets them the people they want, the style they want, all of that. You know exactly where I'm talking, what I'm talking about. So I'm not gonna elaborate further. Other ideas. I love this one. And if you don't do it in an email sequence, you've got to be talking about this in your sales calls, okay? When they're hesitant on if they even need a planner right now, because I think that's what's happening in general. Like, do I need a planner? I'm doing something so small. I've done dinner parties for 50 people. I've hosted a retirement party for my dad. I've done my mom's 
50th birthday, I my best friend's 25th party, whatever. Like, yes, a lot of humans can plan those parties, right? Because we're not doing some of the traditional like timeline elements that a wedding of a larger scale requires right now. So they've, they've got it in their mind that they can just do it, that there's not really anything to coordinate. And fair enough, maybe there's not a ton to coordinate per se, so much as there's still stuff to do. And who's doing them? Because at those dinner parties, at that retirement party, at the friend's 25th birthday party, someone got the decorations, someone set them up, someone called the caterer, someone, you know, all that stuff is getting done. So even these 12 person parties right now, that's, someone has to do that stuff. Well, I'll be damned if I break my COVID pod and come to your wedding and get put to work. Not doing that. I am not risking that. The one thing that I'm coming out of hiding for this year, it's not going to be for work like that, right? If I'm going to come out and not have had any kind of entertainment this year or whatever, depending on your area and region, whatever's going on, like these people deserve a hot second of a break from the life that they've experienced for all these months, right? Paint that picture, guilt them. I don't care what what it takes. Shame them into like, don't put your friends to work. They do not deserve to come out of their pods to then be put to work. They don't deserve that on a normal day anyway, but like, especially right now, they've been so cooped up. They deserve to let loose, okay? So talk to them about that stuff. But again, you guys come up with your own ideas for these sequences because I think that we can't all be doing the same thing and we're not gonna stand out. Maybe you end up being the only one in your market that's doing it. So cool, do these ideas. I don't know how that's gonna look, but get creative. Okay, what platforms should we be using? There are things like Flowdesk, MailChimp, ConvertKit. Flowdesk is a gorgeous platform, guys. Check it out. I love it. It's owned by amazing women that listen to their consumers. And it's just, it's beautiful. Though you may not need to be paying for a platform based on your lead count. You might get away with something like MailChimp that's free under a certain number, okay? So look at that. And you can make them pretty with Canva stuff or whatever it is that you need to do. But those are the type of platforms that you're looking at. Okay, tips for being effective. Whew, okay. Put a teaser at the bottom of those emails as to what's coming up next so they know not to unsubscribe. Make sure that they know next week you're about to drop another bomb of value that like whatever's coming next week, they cannot miss. Make sure they know that. Make it clear that it's a series, a limited series, like volume one of three or something. So that they also know that you're not going to be emailing them for 10 weeks straight because that's obnoxious. Okay. So like make those kind of things clear and then have a call to action. Make sure that they know exactly what to do with that information. Do you want the, do you want to, is there a way to link it to their contract with the systems that you have? Is there a way to link it to your Calendly or like, what is it that you want them to do? Make that super clear, lead them, walk them through your process. Okay. So have a call to action in there. Make sure that your Instagram's at the bottom, things that they can connect with, maybe link some galleries of COVID weddings that you've done. Do something to continue leading them through that process, okay? And maybe, just maybe in your sales process, I don't know that this is the best idea, but I'm gonna drop it out there and you can decide what works for your audience and what you've got going on. You might even just mention it in the sales process. Hey, I've got a blog series that I'm gonna be sending out to you. It'll come over the next three weeks. Just be on the lookout. And you know, if they book, you can ask them if they want to keep getting that or not. Okay. So like, but the reason I'm, I'm not totally sure that's the best idea is because you don't want them to know that you assume that they're going to take three weeks to decide. Right. So don't word it in a way that like, as you're deciding, you're going to get these three emails. It's got to be more like, Hey, yeah, let's get going. And in the meantime, I'm going to send you this stuff. And I don't know how you want to word that. Take it or leave it. Good idea. Bad idea. I don't know. But 
those kinds of things, at least give them a heads up. They're going to get some more information from you. Okay, friends, here's another th- call to action. I have a call to action for you. Like, share, and review this podcast, if you will, please, please, please. Maybe even take a screenshot of you listening to this on your phone and post it on Instagram so we can share it. Let us know what you think. Send us your questions. Send us your feedback. I really want to elevate this industry one conversation at a time. I'm a huge believer in community over competition. And I feel like the best way that we can achieve that is to create standardization. And if we're all doing stuff like this, if your neighbor's doing stuff like this, you know, it helps you do stuff like this and vice versa. So let's raise the bar. Let's do a little bit more. Let's, the wedding industry is so far behind on proper sales and marketing strategies. Like we we've got to catch up. So let's raise the bar here. Let's do, let's do new things. Let's try new things. So again, like share, leave a review, snap a shot, leave it on Instagram. Let us know that you're listening and it means so much to me. So friends, I hope to see you guys next week for another episode of the refine podcast. Mm -hmm.